My dear, my very dear Wormwood, my poppet, my pigsney, how mistakenly, now that all is lost, you come whimpering to ask me whether the terms of affection with which I address you meant nothing from the beginning. Far from it. Rest assured, my love for you and your love for me are as like as two peas. I have always desired you as you, pitiful fool, desired me. The difference is that I am the stronger. I think they will give you to me now, or a bit of you. Love you? Why, yes, as dainty a morsel as ever I grew fat on. might be retarded. That's always a possibility. And if you're retarded, then you must be Tyler. What a segue. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't feeling and if terrible about myself before, I sure am now. Well, that's you deserve it. But if you're Tyler, then I can only assume that I am Sean. And the only reason why you talking, and I would both be recording would be as if we're the Super Whiskey Bros. I thought you were going to say because we both needed an alibi for October the 23rd at 7.20 in the morning. My time. Eastern Standard. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is in Central Time, it's not only is it not 7.20, it's not even 6.20, it's 6.10 over here. Oh my. We're a whole hour and ten minutes different than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Your Honor, I couldn't have killed that man. I was sitting at a computer talking to an idiot, and it's on the the, the internet. Yeah, but what's your alibi? Uh, I was too dumb to do it. I lacked That's the intelligence to com to co to complete this task. Rock solid defense. Couldn't go wrong. But anyways, Tyler, what are you drinking? Anyway, Sean. Yes. Well, so yesterday I ended up having, uh, being excruciatingly busy on a very special day. A very, very good friend of mine finally got back from Afghanistan yesterday. So I spent a lot of time uh, with him and his family. So <coughs> I did not have time to pick up anything uh. different. Hmm. Uh, which means I'm having some more of the Belvini, Belvinai. Ah, yes. I don't know. But I'm having more of it because I was uh, focusing all my time on spending time with this individual. Uh, so I'm having the same thing I had last time. I'm not complaining. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. But <coughs> I am being redundant. Yes. So, <coughs> I'm uh Heaven Hill Distillery. I'm uh Never heard of her. And, uh, that's fine. I'm uh it's a distillery in the United States, and they just had a whole bunch of workers go on strike for some reason or other. I don't know all the details. But the thing is, while these workers were on strike, Heaven Hill, the maddest of all lads, just hired new people 
to do the strikers' work while they were striking, and whether or not the strikers are striking justly or not, that is so hilarious to me. I had to get something that was by Heaven Hill Distillery, so I got some Elijah Craig small batch, and that's what I'm drinking right now. And it's really, it's it's beautiful. It's in my top five bourbons. I'll be honest with you, that's the funniest thing I'd ever, I could ever think about. Like, imagine mm-hmm. you're mad about anything, about anything at all at your job. Let's assume it's you're not getting paid enough. Let's assume you found some terrible moral injustice. Who knows who cares? I don't. But imagine mm-hmm. you're outside with a picket sign protesting or in this case, I guess you say, uh, just, just you're just not coming to work, and you're angry. And this guy walks yeah. by, and he <coughs> waves at you, and you're like, I have no clue who you are. Like, I've worked in this company for 10 years. What are you doing here? He goes, oh, I'm doing your job. <laughs> it's beautiful. It is very funny to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, was it just and the other- ask? I don't know where it yeah, I have I have no idea. From what I've heard, um, uh, so I haven't heard it described very well. But if the person who just de- didn't seem like it was described very well, but if it was described properly, then no, the striking is not just. Um, uh, but whatever. Um, uh, and like like they, but it was it wasn't like it was, well, I t- I say that this the strike if if exactly what was said to me was correct then the striking is just but the company is doing something illegal but um uh and so i don't so i doubt that's what's happening and there's something else going on but what they said was they're forcing their hourly employees to work seven days a week without overtime uh that's and uh that's yeah that say what it's pretty illegal yeah and so it's some, uh, so I, uh, it's, so I'm going to assume there's something else going on, but whatever. <clears throat> um, there would uh, have to be because you, you, yeah. you, 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 there's just not a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Like the but only way would be like, you just cut their daily hours down so much, but then what's the point? Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm confused by that one because you, <clears throat> You can't do that. Yeah, it's like there's no need to strike. Just say, "Hey, uh, United States Department of Labor." Um, guess what? <laughs> you know. <clears throat> okay, you then, know all those. Ta-da. Th- 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 it's literally impossible for that <clears throat> to be the case. I mean, <laughs> just yeah, because the, like here in a few minutes they're gonna have to do taxes. <laughs> yeah, the only way that would work is this. And that is, uh, the distillery is in Kentucky, uh, and Kentucky has it set up so that you don't have to pay overtime for hours over 40 in a week if you pay overtime for hours over 80 in two weeks. And so if you, and so they could be like making them work like 80 hours, like so, well, fairly well, you know, uh, six to seven days a week and then working, you know. 12, 14 hours, and that puts them at you know, 84 hours if you do that, and then just give them the next week off, and then they only get four hours of overtime. But still, they say, hey, I only get four hours of overtime. Yeah, but then you get an entire week off. You know, there's... <laughs> yeah, and also, I'm pretty... I, 
even if it's something like that, similar to mm-hmm. that sort of thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that, that, that's no, that's I don't believe that. I just don't, I don't, I don't believe that, especially so close to tax time. They have to do taxes on this, and clearly they're going to have to file some sort of thing somewhere. The government's like, well, mm-hmm. it's time to completely bury you. There has to be something else there. Why are we talking yeah. about that? It's interesting. Oh, because Sorry, uh, I'm very tired. Yeah, because and also because that has to do with the, the whiskey that I have. Hey, but um, uh, let's back on. Well, similarly, back on topic. What are you smoking? Well, that's the fun thing. I've been trying to do this one-handed. My mic stand. Um, mm. I didn't have time to adjust it this morning because I woke up as late as possible because I stayed up far too late and I'm dying on the inside and the outside. So I didn't set up my boom properly. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to get my pipe together with one hand. Excellent. And it's very inconvenient. Uh, but um, as I am attempting to finish it off properly, I will tell you, I'm having some capstan. Ah, yes. I am uh, I, I'm smoking Cornell and Deal's Innsmouth English Blend. Um, uh, but do you know why I'm smoking the Innsmouth? Uh, because it was close to you. Because I don't have any three nuns. I believe that. I completely believe that you don't have that. You didn't even have to tell me that. I would have believed you. And why would I have chosen to smoke three nuns today, Tyler? Sean, you must tell me why. Why? Because that was the preferred tobacco blend of one Clive Staples Lewis. Who's that, Sean? You don't know who Clive Staples Lewis is, Tyler? Why, I'll tell you. He was the Irish-born son of a Welshman. Uh, he was a British writer and lay theologian, and he also wrote some, uh, some non- or some, some fiction and non-fiction. Uh, why, you, you may know him as the author of The Screwtape Letters, The Chronicles of Narnia, and The Space Trilogy. Now that you mention it, I have heard of him. Ah, yes. <clears throat> oh, so I need to correct something I said in the Tolkien episode? Yes. Um, uh... In the Tolkien episode, I said that I believe that they met during the Battle of Psalm because they both fought in the Battle of Psalm, or in the, at, they fought in the Psalm. <clears throat> um, uh, they could not have met there, and I thought they had, and they must have met after that. And it's because is because it was November of nineteen seventeen or nineteen sixteen. I mean that. J.R. Tolkien was shipped away from the psalm, but it was November of 1917 that Lewis arrived at the psalm. So, I appreciate you correcting, for the sake of posterity, your previous Mm -hmm. words, but I, like everyone else on the internet of all time, forever, Mm -hmm. did not double-check you, and chose to believe Mm -hmm. everything you said to the word for the rest of my life. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and typically, it's fair to believe everything I said to the word for the rest of your, my life. But um, uh, this one time, as always. <clears throat> Fancy <clears throat> an awkward pause. Yes, that's the best kind of pause. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, C.S. Lewis was an author. And a uh, and a uh, freaking professor of English. Why do you ask? Sorry, sorry, I'm uh, 
I finally got my pipe lit and I've uh, inhaled most of the capstan through the stem. We're really bad at this. Yeah, we are. We're 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 terrible at, at everything. Uh, but um uh So, um uh Yeah. Uh so what would you like to talk about in regards to Mr. C.S. Lewis? I would like to talk about how I can't get my pipe lit. Ah. Well, I guess I said before, I said uh uh the life span of H.P. Lovecraft and J.R. Tolkien, so I might as well say it about C.S. Lewis. Uh, November 29th, 1898 to November 22nd, 1963. Which means a few things. He died exactly... He died exactly one week before his 65th birthday. And he died exactly eight months, three days after the day our mother was born. He knew... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it also means he was dangerously close to um uh, uh being exactly six years younger than Tolkien, and not too dangerously close to being exactly eight years younger than H.P. Lovecraft. Okay, sorry about <clears throat> my non-contributing. This has been a struggle this morning already. Oh, and in regards you know. to my previous statement, I'll just believe you and never ch- mm-hmm. fact check a single bit of that information. Perfect. <clears throat> and my cap stand is very dry. Mm-hmm. Quite terrible. Oh, okay. I'm back and pretending like I care. So, obviously, we've um, we've chosen this route because we're talking about some of our favorite authors. So it's pretty. Uh, clear without me saying it, but I'm gonna say it. Uh, C.S. Lewis is one of our all-time favorite authors. Um, for me, he's definitely mm-hmm. top five. Zero uh, question about that whatsoever. Hard for me to give a a true top five in order, but he's definitely in the top five. Zero question. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I asked um uh, <coughs> I asked Brooke this question uh, last night, maybe or two nights ago. I don't remember. Um. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'll ask you the same question because it's relevant to us. Um, sure. uh, <clears throat> so our three favorite 20th century authors um, uh, are likely, uh, at this point in no particular order, C.S. Lewis, H.P. Lovecraft, and J.R.R. Tolkien. Without question. Yeah. Um, uh, arrange those three from first to third in order of writing quality critically number one being highest quality correct honestly <coughs> oof I don't like doing this mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. highest quality of oh, I will say offhand lowest quality of writing um, I want to give to Lovecraft mm-hmm yeah, um, I I appreciate his very particular and very unique prose, uh, but it's definitely yeah, uh, it definitely feels like smut in comparison to the other two. Uh, so he's lowest quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have I'd to consider have to the s- other two were both professors of English. This is this is true. This is so. true. 
I have to put <clears throat> Tolkien in the middle and give Lewis number mm-hmm. one. Yep, I would. I would also do the same thing. Rate them in order of raw intelligence. Oh, oh, um, HP Lovecraft is once again. Um, see, no. for me, He's still like, number I, three. Okay, see, I agree with you on the first one. On just reading them in order of raw intelligence, it becomes C.S. Lewis, Lovecraft, Tolkien. I mean, from number three, number two to number one. Huh. Uh, so the the s- smartest, like as far as like actual thinkers, how smart of a person you are. C.S. Lewis is smartest than Lovecraft and Tolkien. All three brilliant, but I have to put them in that order. I would switch your two and three mm-hmm. spot around for one reason. Um, so Lovecraft's um, desire in his education mm-hmm. is the exact same as mine. Uh, he really loved the traditional concept of the Oxford Scholar, where you're extremely well-rounded, you have a field of expertise, but you are the gentleman scholar, and that was his passion. Mm-hmm. But it's important to remember that he never reached this true goal as he never got to have the education to the full extent that he wished. So we're obviously we've never spoken to any of these men. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but I will base this purely off of the letters they have written and the way they mm-hmm. write their letters. Lewis has hands down the most intelligent letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tolkien has a um, a runner up and a, not really a close one, if I'm being honest. I mean, obviously Lewis, mm-hmm. um, professor of English, and and Tolkien was a. What's the specific word I'm looking for? The language specialist. Uh, what he was. What he was. Anglo Saxon. Another word I know. No, 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 no. Um, oh, he was a professor of Anglo Saxon. So that's what I was. Thought you were saying. Well, no, no. He, <laughs> he. There's a word for it. Um, that was his. It was considered widely to be his uh, specialty, um, which was just uh, languages. Essentially, there's a word for it that I'm not thinking of. Linguist, uh, but not linguistics. No, <clears throat> no, no, no. I'll, I'll think of it at some point later. But it had a very particular name. Um, but you would think Tolkien would be number one um, but it, with that. But since, technically speaking, <coughs> his specialty uh, teetered more towards what would be the the anatomy of a language, which is why he was so good at making languages. Um, and I think Lewis is the most intelligent and most eloquent. And then I put Tolkien at number two. And again, Lovecraft is number three because while it was his strongest desire to become, I think he he was striving to become what Lewis and Tolkien were and was mm-hmm. never able to finish because of the financial issues his, uh, his, uh, him and his mother and extended family faced and getting him his education. Yes, um, uh, but th- this, this is an, another thing to consider. That would imply that the other two had more like raw knowledge than what Lovecraft had. But just going by like just intelligence... You have to realize that he is, if not like if not what you would consider on par with the knowledge that they have, really close. And other than just a handful of years of school, um, uh, like these men are the other two men are absolutely college educated. They work as professors and all that. Whereas H.P. Lovecraft was completely self-taught, self completely self-educated, and that to be able to do that and still get to that point requires a vast amount of intelligence. That I don't this think the other two. <clears throat> that's fair, but the problem is he still didn't reach the same level. So I mean, we have. I'm, I'm considering this based off of entirely. Well, where well see that, that that's the thing. Yeah, see that that's that's the thing. I wasn't uh, like I. 
you can know you can know almost nothing and be extremely intelligent because i, I and i i guess that's um uh, you're viewing intelligent uh, intelligence in this case as the things you know and how you've been educated to know those things i'm viewing intelligence as one's um uh, mental reasoning and their capacity to gain and retain knowledge i'll counter it um that's not quite my viewpoint my viewpoint is mm-hmm. much more here's the thing these two people know more because yes. they had help by educators but they still know mm-hmm. more yes so i mean they were able to use their intelligence to retain all this information and know more yes lovecraft mm-hmm. didn't have the opportunity but here's the thing he was mm-hmm. less if they were all in the exact same field and they all felt the same level of intelligence then yes lovecraft would be the superior one but since he feels inferior because he taught himself then yeah, he's still, he is at best on par, and so I'm going to make my judgments based on that. He is at best on par, and therefore, since he knows less, I would have to say, reading the letters, I'm going to give it to these other two. We'll give him, mm-hmm. I'll give him, uh, we, we can even put him on almost all the same level and or, or say that he's tied with Tolkien, but that's the mm-hmm. thing. He is aware of, and that was his life's goal, was to strive for education. Even doing it on his own, because he came up with less, yes, it's because he wasn't pushed in the right direction, but he still ended up with less because he had less help. Therefore, he can't be more intelligent. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Um, uh, uh, and now ranking them uh, in order of their their stories themselves. Like, not the quality of writing, but who whose stories are the better stories. That's tough. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... Because when I do I, that, that gives me Lovecraft and Tolkien tied for first. Yeah. So <clears throat> Lovecraft, I, I, I won't tie them. I'm going to put Lovecraft mm-hmm. at number one for one specific reason. Mm-hmm. And this is a personal preference here. I'm, I'm being a little biased. Um, mm-hmm. You can walk away from a Lovecraft novel mm-hmm. and wonder, is this <coughs> happening right now in my world? Mm-hmm. This very second. Uh, there's nothing in Lewis or Tolkien. Uh, there's some stuff in Lewis, but not in Tolkien that makes you mm-hmm. walk away going, is that happening right now? Did that happen mm-hmm. in our universe? Because obviously these are fantastic universes. Um, Lewis and Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft created a mythos inside of our mm-hmm. universe. He created a backstory for where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tolkien did not. <coughs> Uh, Lewis technically mm-hmm. did. He technically t- he technically did. He wrote mm-hmm. um, something around you know the I almost said the Great War, um, mm-hmm. World War Two. Around World War Two, yeah. That's half cheating in our though, world because because of how none of it happened in or how little of it happened in our world. Absolutely, but it absolutely <coughs> is cheating. It absolutely is cheating. Mm-hmm. But it does yeah. make you if you because re- we read those books rather young. The the Chronicles of Narnia mm-hmm. we read rather young. Um, yeah. The number of times I definitely. Like tried to walk into a wardrobe uh, off the charts, mm-hmm. because, yeah. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like you, you did feel that. So I would mm-hmm. say Tolkien actually gets number three for me. The more I think about mm-hmm. it, because I think about when I think about um, how well immersed I am in the story, I think about could that have happened here? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, <coughs> Lovecraft's number one, Lewis is number two, and Tolkien is number three for th- uh, purely on that metric. Technically, Tolkien's um, uh, uh, Tolkien's 
uh, writing is supposedly did happen in our world. This is true. This is true, and, and I yeah. know that to be the case. But here's the thing: <clears throat> mm-hmm. if you look at the geography, if you listen to the mm-hmm. history, it's basically just saying like, okay, some unforeseenly ridiculous number of years ago, when the geography of the world was completely different, this happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But I mean, I mean, Lewis is happening now, or, or you know, eighty yeah. years ago. Lewis is happening mm-hmm. eighty years ago. Lovecraft. It was happening, happening in the now. Yeah, in the now, in in a time that mm-hmm. we have measurable. And Lovecraft. Yeah. Did I say Lovecraft is number one? I did, didn't I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft gets number one because not only does he put it in our time frame, and not only does he do mm-hmm. it in a great way, he parallels it with actual scientific discoveries of the time. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So he's number one. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm actually gonna say this. Um, uh, I have to agree with you with to- with uh, Tolkien. Lovecraft being number one, and it's because I my reason for tying them. I just realized is changing, and so therefore that gives Lovecraft a slight edge. That is the the reason why I tied them was um uh, the reason why I tied I made them tied up was because if you look at Lovecraft, everything in modern science fiction and most of modern horror is um uh, based at least to some extent on or at some point had some inspiration from Lovecraft's work. And I was going to say everything in modern fantasy has a, at least some inspiration in Tolkien's work. But then, now that I am saying that, that's no longer the case for Tolkien. Yes, it's still he's still the influence, but now there's a lot of authors that are taking vast inspiration from Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson. And so for right. that reason, but now you, but the science fiction and horror people are still primarily taking their influence, or entirely taking at least some influence from Lovecraft. And so now that we have uh, now that we have other fantasy people that people are drawing off of, but we still don't have, um, uh, you know, as big of a science fiction or horror that we're drawing off of. And so that that would that would put push Lovecraft into number one. I I, I agree with uh, what what you're saying. We are experiencing the time marches on moment of literature, um, mm-hmm. because we we now have people are still inspired by these people, but we are now finding new inspirations to be that. These guys wrote 80 years ago sort of a uh, bit of inspiration because everything goes in cycles. So you don't want to take mm-hmm. inspiration from the guy who just wrote a book 20 years ago. Um, you don't want to mm-hmm. take a, inspiration from a guy who just wrote a little while ago because it's still fresh in the memory. And obviously mm-hmm. these guys are huge. But, I mean, if you wait 80 years to write the same book, then people will accept it. <laughs> yeah, which, by the way, that shows how awesome Brandon Sanderson is because people are using his books um, uh, yeah, people are using his books as inspiration right now, and his most recent book was published like in 2018, and people are Which still taking his, like, yeah, that, that's awesome. He is it's he's incredible, fantastic. but it's also a, yeah. it's also a bad move, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but um, we completely got off of C.S. Lewis, and I don't care. I'm leaving it. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. It was a yeah. it was a worthwhile talk. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, uh, the title that I have for this video, Mere C.S. Lewis, no longer makes sense, but I'm still keeping it because it was genius to think <laughs> it up. But <laughs> <laughs> Merely C.S. Lewis and everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, which, of course, it, it kind of, this is, you know, at, at least for the time being, 
this is you know and after we do you know our two episodes about c.s lewis we're just going to move on to other things and talk about whatever we want to and so it kind of makes sense to in talking about c.s lewis tie the three authors together you know absolutely and i I wanted mm -hmm. to make a comment here um well, you and I haven't even talked about this yet, and mm-hmm. I just had this thought as we're having this conversation. There's yeah. a serious chance that the C.S. Lewis talking about the author and his works could end up being a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're already 27 minutes into this, and let's be honest, there we're gonna we're gonna by accident dive into C.S. Lewis deeper than we did these other two authors. Uh, mm-hmm. um, because there's and part of it's going to be on on my part because mm-hmm. uh, c.s lewis is a genuine <coughs> life-changing author for me in a way that mm-hmm. you and i have actually never talked about and it'll probably have to come up in this conversation um yeah. and i could accidentally drone on for a very long time about it and that's perfectly fine because i'm typically the one that dominates these and so if you dominate one i don't think anyone's going to complain oh yeah yeah but what i'm <laughs> Uh, what I'm, where I'm getting at is I have now looked up mm-hmm. again and we are at 20 minutes and 13, 14, yeah. 15 seconds in. And we're, I mean, like we have barely, we haven't technically touched on, on Lewis in the ways that we want to. Yeah, we said his name and you said all the cool yeah. little factoids that I do appreciate, but we haven't gotten into a mm-hmm. single thing. And I could, I could drone on for an hour about, <coughs> um, about mm-hmm. the, the implications uh, of, of his work to me. But let's, let's avoid saying that and we'll just kind of play it by ear because we love doing that. Yeah, um, uh, so the, um, uh, uh, well, the reason why it could be so easy to just go on and on about C.S. Lewis is because, like, you know, and when I went to the, the intelligence ratings, you put Tolkien at number two, and I put Lovecraft at number two, but I think we both, um, uh, we both realized that our second pick is a distant second. Mm, and so that, that really... You know, I am, uh, and I, I made this statement before. Um, uh, yeah, I, I made this this statement previously uh, in the Tolkien episode. Um, uh, oh crap! There's something I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say at the very beginning, and now it's a, an interjection to say it right now. But I, so I'm gonna finish saying what I'm saying about the what I said earlier, and then I'm gonna go back and say what I was what, what I had thought to say and forgot to say. Um, uh, but anyways, what I said was. Like, C.S. Lewis was so brilliant in his writings and so, so incredibly, uh, well, uh, uh, what I said before, and I still hold true to this, and that is his writings, especially like Mere Christianity, completely and 100%, in my opinion, written under the inspiration. So, like, I view these even, a lot of his stuff is even doctrinal works. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's u- usable for, for such things. And that is, mm-hmm. like, there aren't very many authors that you can say that about. <clears throat> but um, uh, <clears throat> anyways, here's here's what I was gonna say. Something that's annoyed me. This will it. This will not be news when you guys hear this. But um, uh, we are recording this October the twenty third on Saturday morning. We are. Yes. Um. Uh, and the reason why I'm saying that is because this, I think this episode is gonna release November fourth. I believe. Um. Uh, and so that it's it's gonna be a strange. The way it is, and so you you guys are gonna, you know, it'll be old, old, old news by then. But Tuesday, Tuesday of this week, which was uh, October 19th, it was announced that 
the game that everyone is looking forward to the most has been delayed by a month. Elden mm-hmm. Ring is now releasing February 25th. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And, and um, did you did you that. sign up? Yeah, did you sign up for the network test? Uh, uh no, I don't think so. No, <clears> I did. Um, uh, I so, should. I'm very uh, excited. Yeah, I I, I was. I don't know if it's truly they only select a, a select few people. Like I don't believe that to be true. I bet everyone who signs up will be selected to some extent. Sure. Um, uh, and the reason why I believe that is because um, uh, uh, is because they have a uh, well, like for example, the one of the last games Bandai Namco released was uh, uh, crap, kiss my butt. Um, Code Vein. I signed up for the network test for that, and I was selected. And if I'm selected for anything, surely everybody is. <laughs> this is fair. <clears throat> and well, so I'm assuming this is going to be the same way. I am. What? I would love to. I would love to partake because I am very interested in what I will now be calling Jumpy Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Did you see the 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 picture that I made for that? I'm going to post that in the Discord. Um. Uh, Jumpy Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Is um. Uh, uh, the the you know, the uh, they they released the or somebody leaked that this twenty seven seconds of footage and it was just the guy jumping several times, which is by the way hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I I made the one that said I'm uh, people watching Elden Ring gameplay. Oh boy, a FromSoft finally a FromSoft game where we can jump. And then I put it on the underneath and then I said Sekiro. Am I a joke to you? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Uh, the thing is, should I post that in the Discord now, or should I post it when the video releases? Tell you what, do it now. I'm do it. Be now. ahead of the game. It's important. Mm-hmm. Also, judging by the way I feel right now, I might be posting the Discord in between our recording sessions and speaking sessions today, because uh, I yes. might have to take a poop picture. A poop picture. Because <laughs> we're so sophisticated picture, really. here. Was that was that what you were wanting to say about Elden Ring? Yeah, that's all. That's all I was going to say about Elden Ring. Yeah. Okay. So while you're posting what you're posting, I'm going to go off on a, not a tangent, but um, uh, mm-hmm. uh, preemptive strike, if you will, here. So mm-hmm. if I think we might have made this clear in an earlier video, uh, and mm-hmm. I can't remember to be perfectly honest. Um, C.S. Lewis is going to hold a special place in mine and Sean's heart here. Because uh, Sean and I are both, um, we'll, we'll loosely say for the people at home, uh, of the Christian faith. Um, Christians, however you want to view this. C.S. Lewis is a very, very important author to us uh, in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to interrupt Sean, you here. I wouldn't call myself loosely Christian. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 for, for a large viewing audience... Um, uh-huh. saying loosely Christian because obviously when you just say Christian so many different people from so many different walks of life have different interpretations so I like to say loosely just because mm-hmm. different people view that differently not because of how we view mm-hmm. ourselves um, there's yeah. a difference between how we how we view ourselves in, in, in the context of Christianity versus how someone else might so it's it's worth saying loosely even though we don't think that way Mm-hmm. Um, here, here we go. I'll, I'll 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 put it this way, and I think this this is a fair thing to say about um uh, I think this is a fair thing to say about about both of us, and um uh, and look 
we'll, we'll, I'll determine if I have to censor myself on this one or not. But here, here's, here's the best way to describe. Um, uh, I'm speaking for myself, and I believe I'm speaking for Tyler also here. And that okay. is this. These, these are the, the, these are the, 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 this is the best way to describe um, uh, where we sit in the, the Christian spectrum. And that is, Joel Osteen is a fat. <laughs> the people at Westboro Baptist Church are fats. <laughs> well, we might require censoring, but I don't disagree. <laughs> Either way. Uh, either way. But yes, very much yes. Um, uh, but for for the, the sentence I was making there, mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis, like Sean was saying momentarily ago, um, mm-hmm. con- when he mentioned... Um, saying his works are doctrinal, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely view C.S. Lewis in the same way that I view an apostle of Christ um, mm-hmm. and their works in the Bible uh, and how they're viewed in the Bible. His take on the world, on aspects of Christianity, on um, religion, are, are in just so uh incredibly insightful and like you you said inspired and i think that's the perfect word um Mm -hmm. because that's how all of it feels um it feels inspired by god and therefore i take it uh i definitely take it like you said as doctrinal um so he's Mm -hmm. a very he's a very special person to us for those reasons Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm uh so I, I can't say I fabricated um uh, any like doctrine from C.S. Lewis's writings. I For can sure. say that doctrine that I've already held and believed to be true, he has found a way of describing that I couldn't, and so and I now use him. Uh, I now reference him in the same way that you know I I would reference uh, another uh, anybody else in in that in that mm-hmm. way. Um. Uh, but one, there's like an opinion that I kind of got from, thanks to C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien, that is like, you know, with, with you know, me being on one end of the, the Protestant spectrum, C.S. Lewis being almost on, almost literally the opposite end of the Protestant spectrum, and then J.R. Tolkien being uh, Roman Catholic, and then me seeing that you know how how these people are and knowing how who these people were are who they are not are who these people were how they were what they acted like what they believed and and everything i am uh, is because of those two men and primarily cs lewis because of the way he spoke about things that i realized that um uh, like me being of the denomination of um I having been raised in the denomination it's hard for me to claim it because so many people that claim this are terrible. But I have to claim it because it's the the doctrinally speaking, fundamentally speaking, it's the one that I view closest to correct, even if I hate most of the people. Um. Uh, so with with me with me being in the denomination that is is called Pentecostal holiness, um. Uh, I was raised with that denomination, and so it's very much if you're not that's the worst one about if you're not like me, you're wrong. And it was people like, um, uh, well, our cousin, our, our our dad's cousin, who is a Baptist, 
and then um, uh, people like C.S. Lewis all the way in the Anglican Church, you know, uh, J.R. Tolkien being a Catholic, people like that, they, um, uh, uh, for me, it, it's, um, it, it becomes, uh, like, like it, it was because of people like that, that I, that I realized that just because someone, you know, has a, a different, uh, a belief system, you know, that, does, that doesn't make them wrong. Like, as long as, like, if you, it's, a, like the, it's, it's because that I came to the, the, the realization of if you're not doing anything and living in, well, not necessarily doing anything, because almost everyone does something in this way, but if you're not living in a way that is mentioned as being implicitly sinful and you tell me you're a Christian, then my duty is to, um, uh, uh, my duty is is to treat you as such, and you know, and if if you're doing something that, you know, I can't prove is implicitly sinful, but I believe is a fault and is a wrong and something you shouldn't be doing, I shouldn't ostracize you for it and push you away. I should just say, you know, I should just include that fault in, um, uh, in in my in my praying of about you and for you, and just say. Hey, I so in my my so my my prayer should not be, Lord save this person because they're doing this thing and therefore they can't be a Christian. But, Lord, if they shouldn't be doing this thing, show them they shouldn't and help them. And if it's okay that they're doing this thing, help me to stop worrying about it. <laughs> it it's worth it's worth mentioning too. Uh, it's along the lines of what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> the way C.S. Lewis talks in comparison to how uh, well, obviously you and I were raised in the same church and in the same denomination. <clears throat> yeah. But it almost feels <laughs> this is so this is funny to say to me. Um, Lewis almost feels like a new age doctrine <laughs> in comparison to. What uh, I I, I lost ways. you there. Lewis Lewis almost feels like what? Lewis almost feels like a new age doctrine in comparison mm-hmm. to how we were taught, <clears throat> uh, because mm-hmm. technically speaking, he he has the reins a little looser, um, mm-hmm. and, and in my opinion, uh, more accurately. Um, the Pentecostal holiness to me is almost saying, um, here's the most extreme version. Stay on this and we, you'll know you're okay. Uh, they don't mm-hmm. say it that way. They don't say it that way. But that's how I sort of viewed it through the lens of, here's the most extreme version of what we're saying. Uh, do this and be... Uh, do this as a safety net, if that makes sense. Um, it was the extreme thing. Lewis loosened those reins a little bit and said, uh, "Here's all the reasons why these things are fine, or not why not specific things, obviously, but um, this mm-hmm. concept of thinking, this way of thinking, all of this is clearly okay." Um, mm-hmm. And and I think I latched, and this is a terrible thing to say, but I think you'll understand me um, mm-hmm. when I say a lot of Lewis's writings were more helpful to me than. Um, sermons and 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 maybe even some <clears throat> maybe even some uh, biblical scripture in some ways because of the ease of understanding mm-hmm. but definitely more than than most people I've heard stand in front of me on a pulpit and speak mm-hmm. yeah we'll see and, and and that that's the thing like you'll you'll see this um uh, uh like the true doctrine of holiness is technically the most 
correct, but it's just it's become skewed in its teaching uh, uh, today. So like it's, it's like so uh, go since you know we're obviously drinking whiskey right now. I'll go to the the the, the drinking of things. The elephant in the room. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, offend everybody. Um, uh, they um. Uh, uh, the 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 teaching of of holiness in regards to drinking is, or the 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 actual like basis for the doctrine goes like this: in the Bible, it teaches against drunkenness and drinking to excess. So, if you practice teetotalitarianism, I promise you, you will never get drunk. Better safe exactly. than sorry. Yeah, exactly. And and but and that and that, out, that's shout true. Shout out HP Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, uh, t- t- uh, but today's teaching in, in in that particular faith has become the Bible says not to get drunk, and you know if you take one drink, you're one drink drunk. I've literally heard that phrase before. Yes, I have too. <laughs> and that is it, so like that is like yeah that that's that's great and all, <laughs> but you know it's <clears throat> so like and that that that's why like you know. That's why I say I have a hard time technically associating with holiness, but then when I actually get into the 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 meat and potatoes of the genuine like what the doctrine is, not what the doctrine today is taught, but what the doctrine is, it becomes it, today t- today with how it's taught. I can't say it's not it's not the most correct cuz uh, you know, I don't I've never seen anyone who's teaching teach it perfectly right. But with the like, if you if you go into the what it is and what it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to be is the best, <clears throat> and it's I believe it the way it's supposed to be. It's worth mentioning right now. This is exactly what I was talking about. We're forty five minutes in, and we haven't got talked about anything we want to talk about. And I'm going to keep going because, mm-hmm. uh, to me, C.S. Lewis. If you read <clears throat> Mere Christianity and uh, Screw mm-hmm. Tape Letters, just to name mm-hmm. two particular things. Yeah, uh, C.S. Lewis to me is a, a fantastic definition of work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that, uh, so, so, <coughs> and that's where it kind of counters um, 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 Pentecostal holiness uh, as a concept. Uh, n- mm-hmm. n- it doesn't counter it. That's a wrong way of wording that, but I hope you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, how do I want to word this? There is not a lot of room for work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and Pentecostal holiness, um, mm-hmm. and this is true with other in, uh, other in, in the in the way it's Protestant in the way it's taught today. Yes, 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 of course. Mm-hmm. And then um, <clears throat> this is the reason why I say when I say something like Lewis has been more helpful to me than most most I won't say all most um, people I've heard give sermons uh, because he brings it from a perspective that I appreciate, which is a philosophical standpoint of everything you're hearing. And a lot of times, um, especially in, in um, well, I, I'm just going to keep referring to Pentecostal holiness because, again, that's what you and I were, were raised in, spent the majority of our life being uh, taught. Mm-hmm. You're dealt in absolutes all the time. You are never given a mm-hmm. concept, not really. Uh, some people do, and good on them. Um, but for, for as a whole... You're dealt with absolutes in its entirety. Um, there are a set of rules that are <coughs> defined with a sharp edge. Um, you and I, I mean, I know I have, I'm sure you probably remember it. We've heard someone get up in front of a congregation of people and say, uh, 
drinking this brand of soda is a sin. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's and I've I've room. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of it being taught. See, I live in Oklahoma, and this is where <laughs> it's kind of funny. They call it free holiness, and they're the least free people that have, have ever existed. <laughs> but that's where this it started here in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and a lot of people mm-hmm. here are are like that. They're they're loosening up a little bit, I think. But like um, uh, the man who. Well, so and, and actually, and, and here's here's how it goes. The man who used to pastor the church that I'm at, um, uh, like so, my church doesn't really do wedding rings. Uh, there are a few people. There are a few people in the church who do, but they like you know, it's one of the churches that don't that you know, the the church cool. itself doesn't doesn't like it. But um, uh, the man who pastored the church before I started attending, he attends that church. He likes me a decent amount. I'm not going to say we're buddies, but you know he he likes me as a person. He was one of the people who was vehemently preaching against wedding rings and beards, and I wear both. But he's now at the point where like he's okay with me. So I mean, all all that. But here's here here's the whole thing summed up in in, in into one thing that I'm going to say this. Obviously, there's no holiest people listening to this. But um, uh, but but if if you are, remember this, guys. Galatians chapter five nineteen through twenty one. These um, uh, the, the that lists several things that are the 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 works of the flesh, and those I believe thirteen things and such like um, uh, are the things that are inherently sinful. If you do those things, if if you do these things. You have committed sin, and there's no way around it. Also, everything outside of that, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> yeah. Wow, we've gotten off topic. This, is, this this might be the most impressive rabbit trail we've we've uh, we've gone down. And I'm okay with that. I'm not upset about it either. But this was a had to yeah. be a record. Um, and this all got brought up because of of kind of my comment mm-hmm. um then i'll say it again I'll, I'll i'll say a version of it to get us back on track uh mm-hmm. c.s lewis to me is the author for me for me there are mm-hmm. p- other people who've done it much better i'm sure um, but for me he was the most helpful author in terms of um mm, he was the most helpful author for me in terms of coming to grips with um, Christianity, um, God, the philosophy of being a Christian more than anyone else. And that was very important to me in my early to mid twenties, uh, in particular <coughs> when I, there was a lot of, uh, very, very back and forth confused. I think everyone goes through a crisis of faith, um, mm-hmm. to some degree. And I think if you don't, then you're, you're in for a very rough time soon because that I think it has to happen to everyone. I don't believe that. So I don't believe that everyone, who, even people who aren't necessarily uh, weren't raised Christian, didn't um, uh, weren't raised with those instilled beliefs. I think every person in the world goes through a crisis of faith, um, and I'll say because it's biblical um, that God has to reveal Himself to you in some way in your life because He promises that He will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if He is if He is revealed very early to you in the most uh, primitive of senses, 
I, I think I think being raised in church is a primitive sense of, of God revealing himself to you because there's nothing in there that mm-hmm. God's necessarily revealing himself to you. You're just exposed to it. So I'll call that the most primitive uh, because people outside of outside of the church um, tend to get a much more aggressive version of it. Um, and I envy it if I'm being perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. But he helped me through mine more than any other individual uh, ever had because mm-hmm. uh, it was just me in a corner reading a book and that was much more powerful to me than sitting in a room with a hundred people having someone red in the face spitting all over the front row <laughs> talking to me about whatever uh, how he, uh, that person happened to be talking about mm. yeah absolutely Man, Go- going back to minutes. the wow <laughs> going back to that you have to have a, a a crisis of faith and you have to you know you have to be be shown um uh this is how wonderfully smart i am i i have i have a quote of my own this is a sean quote sean quote <laughs> and uh I, no one else has claimed to this quote and i said this and this this is this is wonderful um uh, i said there has to come a time in your life when your prayer changes from God show yourself mighty to me to God show yourself mighty through me. Mm-hmm. In that order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't you can't you can't reverse it. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well now, what do we do right now? We've we've hit uh, almost a full thing and we haven't talked about Lewis and I feel like, hmm, there's so much to talk about for Lewis. There's a there's so much. I mean, for me, I'll be honest. I feel like he's so mm-hmm. I mean, he's so important to the two of us that I feel like we could have done this length of time just talking about him, and we have <laughs> we have uh, we've gone off. We've lost yeah, the plot. Well, you know, the point was today to talk about what we thought about C.S. Lewis and his writings. That's fair. Um, it turned into what we think about C.S. Lewis and theology, and I, I think that's a that. fair. I think that's a fair introduction to C.S. Lewis, because what were his writings, if not theological? This is true. Well, in that case, screw it. I'm going to go on the tangent that I wanted to, um, mm-hmm. and then we'll yeah. do our other one. On a, at a later, yeah. You'll hear that a week later, people. Yeah, go go on your tangent, and after that, we'll record our... It was going to be just about the screw tape letters, uh, and we'll see what happens after that. But yeah, <laughs> what's your tangent, my brother? <clears throat> okay. C.S. Lewis is the reason, and this is a recent development for me. This is a bit of an opening up moment, and you and I haven't talked about this. Um, Mm -hmm. And this has honestly been much more recent in my life than I'd care to admit. Um, This is a very, I'm going to be honest, this is a a pretty vulnerable moment for me. Mm -hmm. C.S. Lewis, and in hearing people talk about him, um, and actually Dr. Jordan Peterson, uh, who I know you're familiar with, mm-hmm. um, led, pushed me in a direction where I realized that my biggest issue throughout my life, wow, this is getting heavy on the theology side. My problem is that I realize I've never had a proper respect for God as an entity. Um, and this that is, is a problem. Clear. It's a huge <laughs> problem. Um, and when I say it's much more recent than I'd care to admit, I mean er- every bit of um, um, the past, honestly, uh, not even the full year, if I'm being honest. 
Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I am, oh, of course. Um, but there was a lot of of moments of uh, reading some C.S. Lewis passages and listening to some other people talk about his passages, actually. Uh, that's why I was kind of excited to do this because I've had been this has been on my mind a lot. There, the way that he teaches in this concept of um, uh, you never get the sense that C.S. Lewis is trying to paint God with the brush that again we're going to keep going back to Pentecostal holiness that the mm-hmm. the more what well, shall we say aggressive Protestant uh, movements mm-hmm. have painted him um, mm-hmm. he doesn't paint him with the with the very tame, I'm here to give you everything, Joel Olstein brush, and he's not there with the, um, with the f- the fiery, um, get out of hell free card that a lot of the more um, aggressive Baptist Pentecostal Holiness brushes tend to paint him. It's somewhere in mm-hmm. between, um, mm-hmm. and it's more personal. Mm-hmm. The way he paints God is more personal, and the way he paints theology is more, um, well, more more, more personal. Um, I I latch on to philosophical concepts more than I latch on to someone standing in my face saying, "Here are the exact things you need," because I'm very uh, brained that way. And diving into him more has helped me really see my flaws as a human uh, as a christian as an individual however you want to word it uh, it doesn't really matter it's been extremely helpful and i don't even have time to go into the detail of of that whole story i really don't it's very long um Mm -hmm. but he's an exceptionally important author to me uh for that reason Uh, because my Mm -hmm. crisis of faith i believe has been on and off from the time i'm 22 and I'm sure you can attest to this without saying anything, because screw you. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm going to interject here. I am very, gl- very glad to hear this myself, because um, uh, you may remember about, oh, three years ago, um, uh, after church one night, I I've came to your house. Yes. Yeah, I, came, I, I trying to be angry, and I couldn't do it. I wound up just being sad, um, uh, uh, because I was not satisfied with your condition and you gave me an answer and I was not satisfied with that answer. <laughs> it was an unsatisfactory answer. I'll give you that. And I'm yeah. going to give uh-huh. some credit for being there and talking as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and that's fair. Um, I would, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that was at my lowest point of my crisis of faith, uh, by a mm-hmm. long shot. Um, uh, but it was down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- and I think I'll give you some credit here. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was, um, wow, we're diving deep into a deep subject now. Good Lord God. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, uh, I'll give you some credit in that being, um, a pivotal moment, if you like, mm-hmm. uh, cause I definitely thought about that. Oh my goodness. I probably thought about that a handful of times every single week, uh, for years, three of them, mm-hmm. one might say, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <coughs> um, and I think I don't like the word wake up call, um, but it's fair. Uh huh. Um, I think that was pivotal for me. Uh, I think it became pivotal for me in 
thinking, well, maybe I've been too far on the, uh, you know, this is this is hard to say, uh, maybe I've been too hard on the Joel Olstein side of 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 faith, um, not mm-hmm. in the prosperity sense, but in the loose, lackluster sort of sense. Um, I haven't changed any of my opinions as far as like I love going to Catholic church. Uh, I love I love uh, the um, the in- intense amount of respect put on. Excuse me, the the word of God, um, and uh, the shall we say, <coughs> excuse me, physical uh, components of the word of God, the Bible. Um, I I love that. I've always loved that, and I'll continue to love that um, because it's very important to me. Being re- we were both raised in a household where you didn't put another book on top of the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, like, there's a reverence there, and the immense amount of reverence shown to that is very important to me, and it's in a way I've never seen before. So I'm gonna, I, I like continuing with that because that's important to me. Uh, but that was a pivotal moment for me, and reading Lewis was uh, instrumental, and hearing people talk about him um, and diving further into his philosophy was instrumental. So right, let's bring it back down in a circle here because I'm getting off on a tangent, um, mm-hmm. inside of a tangent. Lewis is a pivotal person for me in my mere Christianity, shall we say. I'll wrap ah. up with that, with that line. <laughs> yeah, also, I, I made the statement before, um, uh, and I chose my words carefully, but you guys don't <laughs> know me enough to know that I chose my words carefully. Um, uh, I made the statement that I subscribe to Pentecostal holiness because I believe that it is the most correct. I didn't say, I'm not like the other Pentecostal holiness in that I believe it is the only correct. I said, I believe it is the most correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are potentially other corrects. Just in my opinion, this is more correct. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think we're about to set a record for the most time someone said, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling in a single um, hour and some minutes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the statement. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Oh, and while we're on the, t- while we're on um, uh, uh, since we're bringing up the theology stuff, uh, someone who would like to um, point fingers against might point out that earlier in this uh, this thing, Sean said the word fat. <laughs> I did. I, said I just want to come out. I just want to come out and say. It. <laughs> did you say you just want to come out and say fat? No, <laughs> you heard me. Um, but I am down for it. We probably should be censoring all of those. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I can I, I I can mark this episode as as explicit, which would be really weird because that our theology episode, this episode contains explicit content. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now nah, let's just bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we'll have about we'll have about. <laughs> What what is that like? Seven instances of bleeping us out on the most theological episode we've ever done. <laughs> I'm dying. Perfect. Uh, well, man. So on a um, on a side note, yeah. I have been so dehydrated the last couple of days because I haven't oh same drank like any water uh, at all, but I've had plenty of coffee. I'm. Uh, and, like, I'm to the point where, like, I'll cough, and, like, it hurts my biceps to cough. <laughs> yeah, you're <clears throat> probably going to need a drink of water. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm feeling it more in my chest right now because I didn't drink any water yesterday. 
hey, were we going to talk about the screw tape letters in this episode or the next one? The next one, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the next one. And we'll see what we have by way of time because we've been at this for an hour. And, well, according to the timer, an hour and two minutes. It'll be a little less than that, but it'll be about an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. we'll hit on to the, you know, as tangential as everything was, I'm satisfied with this episode. Oh, no, no, this was great. Um, yeah. <clears throat> this is great, but it's it's the most rabbit trail, uh, most rabbit trailing we've done. <clears throat> and I'm still calling it mere C.S. Lewis, dang it. <laughs> Ribbit. Perfect. <clears throat> I definitely yeah, need my audio spike uh, burp. Yeah, that's that's it. Well, hold on, wait, wait, wait. through that, you're champs. Wait, I've had the, the C.S. Lewis Wikipedia page up. And there's something interesting that I want to see before we get off here. Because going down the biography section of the contents, it says this. Return to Christianity, Second World War, honor declined. And I want to see what this is. Honor declined. Lewis was named on the last list of honors by George VI in December 1951 as a commander of the Order of the British Empire. But declined so, but declined so as to avoid association with any political issues. So he, so he declined. He himself declined the honor. Hmm. Not his honor was declined. Okay, that's, that's interesting. A, uh, that, that makes me feel better about the statement you just made. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, if I could leave us with um, my favorite C.S. Lewis quote of all time, um, this is. I'm going to go ahead and say the most out of context C.S. Lewis quote um, is written in a letter to a friend who was thought to be dying. shouldn't have not dying. And he died. Oh, my goodness. Um, less than a year after he wrote this letter. Mm-hmm. So if I if I could if I could leave us with this one for this episode, uh, there are far, far better things ahead than any we leave behind. Hands down, my favorite thing he's ever said. Don't read the letter. It's crazily out of context. <laughs> um, uh, uh, let's see. Hold on. And we're typing. I hear a clickety-clack. Yeah, uh, I need to get this exact quote. If I had to pick my single favorite quote from C.S. Lewis, um, uh, uh, I'll cut you off to tell you what it is. You could never get it was the one about tea in a book. No, but go ahead and give <laughs> that one because that's a great one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't have it in front of me. Um, you could never get a cup of tea large enough or a book long enough <clears throat> to suit me. Ah, yes, that, 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 that does sound like, that sound like Lewis. But yes, my favorite C.S. Lewis quote, and it is. A man can no more diminish God's glory by refusing to worship him than a lunatic can put out the sun by scribbling the word darkness on the walls of his cell. Oh, if you're going to pick that one, and I love it, I'm going to do a follow-up <laughs> one. I'm going to butcher this one, too. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Ah, hold on. I believe in Christianity as I believe the sun can rise, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. Perfect. Which is stupendous, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, or how about the uh, the quote from the, I believe, the second paragraph? The first sentence of, I think, the second paragraph of the preface to the Screwtape Letters. And that is, 
the reader is advised to remember that the devil is a liar. <laughs> you know what? We're doing quotes and we're just droning on and we're droning on. Mm -hmm. We've killed like three great endings by now. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> so, so I was going to share the quote um, that actually was the most influential thing on me in this past uh, little bit. <coughs> it's the one that I actually was going to... Uh, spoiler alert, I don't know. You asked me to record a 30-second-ish a, a clip of a C.S. Lewis quote. Should I not give it now and let it be a surprise later, or give it now? Give it now. Okay. I am going to read this one because it's important that I get it perfect, because this one hit me... Um, again, vulnerable moment here. This one hit me so incredibly hard that it was a little bit mm -hmm. painful to read. Man has been accustomed ever <clears throat> since he was a boy to have a dozen incompatible philosophies dancing to, about together inside his head. He doesn't think of doctrines as primarily true or false, but as academic or practical, outworn or contemporary, conventional or ruthless. Jargon, not argument, is your best ally in keeping him from the church. Don't waste time trying to make him think that materialism is true. Make him think that it is strong or stark or courageous. That it is the philosophy of the future. That is the sort of thing he cares about. Absolutely. Which is a, a rough pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. Okay, um... Did you know that C.S. Lewis, um, uh, Aldous Huxley, and uh, JFK all died on the same day? What? Yeah. <clears throat> no. November 22nd, 1963. <laughs> What? That's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> Look at this. Media coverage of Lewis's death was almost completely overshadowed by news of the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, which occurred on the same day, approximately 55 minutes after Lewis's collapse, as what? did the death of English writer Aldous Huxley, author of Brave New World. Wow. I definitely mm. didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> This coincidence was the inspiration for Peter Kreeft's book, Between Heaven and Hell, a dialogue somewhere beyond death with John F. Kennedy, C.S. Lewis, and Aldous Huxley. <laughs> wow, I kind of <laughs> want to look at that now. Uh -huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's wild. Wow. On that note, hey, what was that cork? That was me pulling the cork out of my bottle. Ah. For the heck of it. Okay. So I'm not pouring myself a new drink, but I'm going to decork this bottle because I haven't on this episode. This is my favorite, one of my favorite corks I've ever had is on this Elijah Craig. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was really nice. It's so good. Hold on. I have to like, forget this. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again without the back of the microphone. Hold on. Nice and close. Because mm -hmm. this is my favorite cork so far, so let's get a really good. Oh, that's pretty good. I like that one. That's it's it had bad. some squeak and a pop. Ah, uh, that's yeah. oh yeah, a little bit of both. A little bit. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we've we've gotta we've gotta put the stop on this one. Like a yeah, we've gotta absolutely. hold on. We've gotta we've gotta put a cork in it. <laughs> um yeah, uh, so. We will see you guys next week with, um, I don't know if ruminations is the right word. That's a bit too sophisticated for us, but we'll be yeah, speaking of, yeah, we'll be talking about the screw tape letters. 
uh, and we'll probably get into a bit into some other stuff, mere Christianity, which means that if we get into those other things, even if we don't get into those other things, it will be just as tangential as this episode was. I can think of nothing better. Absolutely. See you guys. Thank you for sticking that crap out. Bye.